the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community that sees and shares all things new. This is Francis Bauer streaming from San Mateo, California. Do you like to watch and live vicariously through others' family lives, travels, relationships, passions? This show is here to encourage you to go beyond just dreaming. We'll show you some things that'll stretch your beliefs, and you'll meet some people whose real-world experiences and perspectives just might help you figure out how to go after the life you want, and maybe even break some mental barriers you didn't realize you had. This is Design Your Life with Francis Bauer. Today's guest is a former child actor, now a young entrepreneur and life coach, Charles Cinco. <laughs> oh gosh, how how very um all right. How was doing? Uh familiar that sound is when we're on the playing romper room on the Zoom. But anyhow, uh <laughs> Charles, welcome to our show. Thank you for taking the time to uh, especially with this busy holiday season, I know you're you're trying to go out somewhere today. Um, looking pretty snazzy. <laughs> Look at I you. Am. There's a Christmas party I gotta attend to right after this. Right on. So yeah. you got your you got your your. I'm not even done yet. I'm not. You're even not even done. Ready yet. You're still get, you're still getting <laughs> ready. I got, I got most of it ready. Okay. Well, I mean, you look good. So. Thank you. Um, but yeah, thanks for taking some time out of your Thursday night. But anyhow, um, so Charles, I remember hearing that you were a child actor, but I remember hearing like it, it came up in conversation a while back that you were a child actor, like you went, even went on tour with like, I, I heard the Sex Bomb Dancers, what was that show that they were on? And you were like, tell us a little about like, we don't talk about that very much. Yeah, um, yeah we tell don't. Me, tell me about that, what, that experience and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know if I'm a qualified child actor, I should say, but I'll tell you, my mom <laughs> definitely was uh, a, mm -hmm. a frustrated show business mother. So she put that <laughs> dreams on me, um, but I don't regret it. So mm -hmm. it basically got started since I was four years old. I went to a, a school or academy called Trumpets, which is a performing arts uh, type of um, show that you could put your kids through in it. And simultaneously, I got discovered a little bit in the mall. And then mm -hmm. it linked all the way through ABS-CBN, where I did a couple of um, home theater, in-show theater shows for ABS-CBN. And then... Uh, Wait, what I decade was this? Did I miss it? I'm like, why did, did I never see that? <laughs> uh, if this was around 2000, 
2002 since oh. 2000 to about 2004 for about oh, that, okay. that yeah about four okay. years in there from six to ten years old i would say so okay. i did everything from acting modeling singing all that jazz that all filipinos can do really well not just me but all filipinos sure. do that so well um, <laughs> it's in our blood shoot. yeah but the thing is with the my core memory with that whole experience was probably um number one was uh doing uh fiesta shows from one city to another city to another city to another city the oh my, my highlight was definitely tondo tondo manila in tondo manila where uh, tondo. yeah you went to tondo what 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 what's in tondo like what was that like i mean it was hectic it was like you know a party <laughs> a festival it was uh it was what is that called uh fiesta when there's yeah, fiesta, yeah. right and um we we had sex bomb dancers there and i was like one of the main backups i never really met any of them had quite any conversations that mm -hmm. i remember but i have okay. pictures of it as proof That's you know funny. like uh, yeah so it's i don't remember much of it but i just remember the energy i've always loved the energy of it so that kind of kept on up to the point that we signed a contract. My my group was called Alpha Two by Four Dancers. We signed a contract with Universal, but I, and then the first ever show that we well not show music video that I did was uh, with Parroquia and Edgar with oh, wow. uh, what's his name uh, Mark Hill and mm -hmm. Angel something. Laxon, Angel, Laxon, Angel, I forget. No, Laxin, I, I don't even know. It's, uh, it's another show. Okay, it's, okay. But it's this music video called Mang Jose by Parroquia and Edgar. And I was, mm -hmm. uh, I was a kid in that, in that music video. And that was supposed to be the, the, the start of just me doing more music videos and ad, you know, commercials and advertisements. But my mom decided to take me to the U.S. one year later. <laughs> So, as soon as you start getting, as soon as you got your big break, you left the country. Got it. That's right. It. That's pretty much where it <laughs> fell into. And so here we are today. Still frustrated actor. Just kidding. I'm not frustrated <laughs> at all. I'm kind of glad I'm not in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's a little bit of my story with that performing arts. And uh -huh. uh, yeah. Wait, so what happened? So you moved to the U.S. and then you had to bash the culture shock. How old were you when you moved to the U.S.? I was 11 years old. Culture shock was definitely right off the bat. I remember telling my dad the first time around, I was like, because I haven't seen him at that point for six years. And the first thing I looked at when I looked at him, looked at him in the eye and he picked me up at JFK in New York. First question I ever asked him jokingly was, are you really my dad? <laughs> you know, joking, but not really, because, you know, when you're grew up with a dad and you don't really see him for six years or so your memory is kind of shot you don't really know what is or who is dad. my connection mm -hmm. with him was more so i was receiving video games and getting uh, pasalubong every stuff. yeah stuff it was stuff so and again that's a normal thing for most immigrant family or yeah. kids, right it's normal absolutely uh -huh. absolutely is so that was my childhood uh, and then we lived in Jersey for two years until 2008. We moved here in Cali. And it was mm -hmm. a bad time to move because that was the, the beginning. <laughs> right. That was the beginning. So I remember at one point we lived in a one apartment bedroom. There was eight of us. Oh, you know? my goodness. And so it, hold on real, real quick. For those of you watching that have no idea what was going on in the United States in 2008, there was a huge recession. The housing market crashed. Yep. So many people lost 
money, property, retirement, whatnot. Like it was a bad time for the economy. So that's when you moved to the United States. So sorry, yeah. go on. Yes, it was. But you know what's funny? Because back then I didn't even understand what was going on. Um, sure. What was, I didn't understand. Like my mom had to move jobs from another job. I understand. The only thing I cared about was playing my Wii. Of course. <laughs> of course. Right? Um, and school. So that was, uh, well, I was just say a foreshadowing into a mm -hmm. little bit of what, why I do what I do today. I say, oh, interesting, interesting, because of just kind of, I guess you moved into what when you moved it, you had no basis, I guess. Uh, what's the word? No baseline of what things are supposed to be. So you came in and yeah, yeah. I mean you know, network marketing in general became kind of like my, my school ground um, for life. Hmm. I knew I didn't want to be in school, period. Okay. I was blessed enough to be shot in the middle. How do I put this? My first ever experience of network marketing was in the Philippines. When my, hmm. um, when my aunt talked about this one company that was an energy company, and I'll never forget. Okay. And she started going into um, meetings and she would take care of me because my mom was at work. My dad was already here. So I would mm -hmm. be stuck with her. So there was many moments where she would sit down in meetings and I would listen into, and mm. I would just, you know, hear stories about successful people, not going to college and yeah. you know, entrepreneurship before I even knew what entrepreneurship was. Uh-huh. So this was at, again, at a young age, simultaneously, while uh -huh. I would being put into performing arts yes right. and then so, you were yanked out of performing arts and all your left was with that grooming that's I right <laughs> that's right so yeah yeah so coming back though so okay fast forward to so you got through school you got through high school and then if i remember correctly you went on to school you went on to acting school because you didn't go to a traditional college you went to right yeah. you weren't trying to be a doctor lawyer engineer nurse i wasn't no i did not want to be, be a typical filipino person <laughs> just put it that way okay yeah so you didn't uh -huh. share the story yeah please so 17 told my mom uh -huh. i don't want to i don't want to have a boss oh um I, that's what i told my mom but i didn't really have a plan but i still tried to go and do college and pursue college went to LA for I think four months got really homesick um, to study filmmaking but it okay. was a nice experience because our our studio sometimes would be literally inside Warner Bros studio that was part of the contract for that school where we get to use some of the sets the soundstage for, yeah the soundstage Pirates of Caribbean we got to shoot Oh uh, my God. projects and some yeah i got goosebumps wow it was a great experience um but but mm -hmm. i just knew right away that i didn't want to be in it because i was looking around you know we had i had classmates who would be sixty thousand dollars in debt a hundred thousand dollars in debt or mm -hmm. others would be you know they've graduated filmmaking i would meet them in parties and they would say graduated filmmaking but they've been a waiter for 10 years. <laughs> I was like, ah, ah, there's a timeline that I was looking at. And I didn't want to do that. So fortunately, I, I was already, you know, at a part-time business called Vector mm -hmm. Marketing, where I sold knives for a living. Okay. And, um, those were some high-ass, bomb-ass quality knives 
that would retail for at least a thousand dollars to three thousand mm -hmm. dollars that time i was paying for my own bills i was paying for my own uh, making my own money sometimes i would even make more money uh than some of my college friends at that time would make in a 40-hour shift in a week so i was just kind of like you know what i have a plan b let me mm -hmm. kind of expand on this plan b which was entrepreneurship okay. see where i can mm -hmm. go so since 2012 dropped out never had a job never clocked in clocked out which is very fortunate for my part definitely hard you've never had a job never like had a job. never you've never signed a w4 you've never received a paycheck a no no oh no so that that's funny because Mm -hmm. That's why I, sometimes I get lost when it comes to like some of my new business partners asking me, should I file my, my W-2 if I'm getting 1099? Like, and I'm like, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. The only thing I know is 1099. <laughs> Not the only thing I know. That's funny. Right? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then, so my understanding was, I mean, so, so you did, you went the network marketing route, you, you, you know, you've experienced starting your own business. You've experienced having the opportunity, having, you know, set systems put in front of you and you did very well because you're just really great at executing, um, you know, a, a set, you know, procedure. Um, plus, you know, you've, I, I know that you've got the gift of gab. It, it's probably comes from your, your acting. Right. Tell me about like it, it kind of it transfers, right? Those are transferable skills. Oh, it definitely is transferable skills. Like, yeah. you know, you know, the, the fake it till we make it like a lot mm -hmm. of people have a hard time with that because obviously mm -hmm. it's very hard to fake it. Well, uh -huh. I mean, you kind of have an integrity gap in the back of your you head. You have right? an integrity gap for sure. That's why a lot of people mm -hmm. don't succeed in sales, period, you know, because mm -hmm. of that. But that's why for me, that tip don't work really well because no one wants to fake it instead oh, find God, yourself no. and be more authentic and present yourself in a manner that's real to you and then bridge the gap with the product that you represent so for me i always have to saying like be a product of the product you know mm -hmm. got to be the product of the product and for me being in business a product of the product also comes with well i gotta walk the walk and talk the talk when i'm selling yeah. these products and i'm selling these opportunities because mm -hmm. at one point I was the person that was being sold to and someone shared that opportunity with me. Mm -hmm. So to me, sometimes it actually feels like I'm acting on stage because, you know, I get to speak in, on a stage mm -hmm. to people. And sometimes it really feels like I'm acting, but at the same time, it's just really who I am. And who I am comes with energy, comes with passion. It comes with deliberateness of words and intentionality with how I use my words. And there's a structure of concepts that I like to put to people instead of always abstract. So mm -hmm. I want to make sure I, I could be the person that can simplify things to my people. That's why I feel like I've been able to succeed in sales, I should say, because mm -hmm. simplifying things is really the main game of sales. <laughs> Mm, right i see it's simplifying things yeah so just just to to catch up our our the audience on all of this you have had you know with the different business models that you've been able to to execute right um and i i know for a fact that you you know you you found some success some financial success 
executing these different business models. I know that you you were able to buy your dream car and you were able to buy a house for mom and you were able to, and, and not just a dinky little house. It was big. It's a, it's a oh, pretty sizable it. house. Yes. Of That's course. Right. That's right. Yes. I house, Charles. Right. <laughs> I forgot about There's that. Other stories that have happened in that house that need to not go on camera. <laughs> Anyhow, nothing bad, folks, nothing bad, but anyhow, I mean, and then, you know, you just kind of disappeared from view for a while, Charles. Yeah, I did. Um, you, ah, so you, you want to get into that? Let's, let's talk about that. Let's, you know, tell us about that. Well, where do I start? I think I should start where I think people are aware of the consequences of success until they're actually in the middle of it. Okay. Um, let me put up some context into it. I didn't have my first drink until I was 25 years old. That was okay. my first alcohol ever. Give you some context. Hmm. Um, my first concert was at 17 years old mm -hmm. at a Tony Robbins event. That was your first concert, Tony Robbins. All right. <laughs> so that kind of sets the bar a little bit of like okay. what my life was. So from 17 to about 25 years old, I was consumed by just work. I was consumed by business. I was consumed to just the next milestone, the next milestone, the next milestone. And there was a point where I got burnt out, which was in 2018. Um, the burnt out was realizing that the amount of success that I had brought a lot of, um, I should say, <sighs> acquaintance that I didn't see was that I thought I should say acquaintance that I thought were real friends. I was just talking to somebody about uh, strategic friendships. <laughs> That's right. That's nice. No, it's, it's a real thing. Strategic yes. friendships is a real thing. So now knowing what I know now, friendship mm -hmm. should be put this way. There's a connection, acquaintance, mm -hmm. friendship, and strategic partnerships. And to me, strategic partnerships is both personal and business. One could be personal, one could be really business, but it's a it's mm -hmm. a friendship where there's something to gain all the time. But the reason why I got so burnt out was in 2018, people started hanging out with me because at that time I, I just thought, wow, a lot of people are seeing like just hanging out with me. I think I'm cool. I think I made it. I think I did this. I did that. And I started to realize for about a year and a half there, people started asking me questions that were gained towards gaining something. Charles, how did you do this? How did you earn that? How did you get this? How did you, you know, what can I get out of you to make sure I elevate my life? Which I didn't mind doing because I still love that. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the downtime, the, the downtime mm -hmm. that means, you know, how are you? How, how's your family? How, how are you doing? Those were the questions that mattered that I didn't know I needed to be asked because personal connections was something that I was missing. I was around a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I wasn't actually with a person. That sounds um, like a Justin Bieber song. And I don't, I'm not it? making fun of you. I just literally, is it? it it's that, isn't wow, it? Wasn't I didn't it? Know that. Was it that? Have you heard that song? Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't okay, know. I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, yeah. But. Now um, I have a theme song. <laughs> no, that better not be your theme song. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. But that's exactly it. Okay. You know? So that was the, the start of my mental health. And then 2020 kind of accelerated everything because everyone had to mm -hmm. go back into their own world. Yes. So I know I'm not the only one that, you know, that felt this in 2020, the impact of social impacts of 2020. Mm -hmm. But really, 
like people got to start talking about the impacts of 2020 because it's there's a lot of str mental strings and emotional strings that are attached to that from from being shut down and shut away from people that a lot of people are socially anxious and that was me right that i think we learned a lot from 2020 though i think it forced us to look at ourselves absolutely you know 2020 was almost like a necessary rebirth for all of us Mm. like a, a necessary way for us to just be stuck with ourselves. Um, and unfortunately, there were some people that couldn't handle that. So they went yeah. to alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, guess what? That was me. It <laughs> was essential. Said, but like, oh, oh, I mean, in this country, it's considered essential. In the Philippines, there was a liquor ban. Wow. And I had a yeah, I had a friend ask me, he's like, why is there a liquor ban? And I'm like, because they, they equate it with domestic violence. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, for real, that's good. Because for me, it forces in here, you like, to deal with yourself. <laughs> yes, because for me, I definitely fell into that trap. Because you got to know, mm -hmm. in our business, you know, in our business, the residual income is great. So, to yeah. be honest, during that time, I wasn't struggling financially. Mm -hmm. I know everyone was, but I was so blinded because I was just so stuck in myself and what I was actually, you know, going through that. Uh, me being in a pandemic was just an excuse for me to actually do the things I've never gotten to do up to that point, which was buy alcohol, have fun at home, invite friends when there's time to, you know, get people over or, you know, literally sleep at 3am in the morning, wake up at 12. And that became my mental health. Oh my You'll goodness. see how that kind of started everything. Like also you were, you kind of, it, it almost sounds to me like you were catching up on all the things that the, most people have done um, do it like you know when, once Young. they hit 20 like they almost even have it out of their system by the time that they're 21 because yes. they aren't you know what i you know you know um i mean i was I, I i just had my first child when i was 21 so I, I totally relate to you on that like while everyone was out partying i was taking care of business and yes i feel like that's that's it felt like i owed myself that but mm. i didn't have any limitations which was the worst part i should have been smarter but did you know, I mean, what do we know in our early 20s, Charles? You don't. <laughs> you don't really. Unless someone is there to tell you and you're open to listening to them when you're in your 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, because I was about 25, 26 um, for me. I'm 29 now. Yeah, so that's three yeah. Years ago. Early 20s, it's, it's, it's you know, um, so I, I don't put that on yourself. <laughs> I, 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 I should have known. There's so many things, man. Yeah, I should have known. Um, so t t tell me about. So you got to catch up on the drinking. You got to catch up on the partying, and and then tell me you disappeared. You disappeared, I and you disappear. found yourself in a dark place. Can you tell me just a little bit, just as much as you're comfortable sharing um, um, with an international audience? <laughs> yeah, no, I love this. So no matter where you are, no matter mm -hmm. which part of you are in the world, anyone can relate to this, where okay. it yeah. seems like um, everything is on your plate. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. if one plate is too full, you'll pull out another plate and try to do a balancing act. Sure. And to me, the balancing act was step three. It wasn't step one. For me, step mm -hmm. one was finding myself first. Step one was getting stuck with myself and getting real cold truth, hard facts with who I really am and locking in myself into a place where I don't want to be so I can find myself. This is a place that I called 
some people will call it a rebirth. Some people would say second chance. Some people would say whatever it is for you. For me, 2021 to 2022 was a time and place where I shut off business. I didn't attend any meetings. I wanted to make sure I'm in touch with nature. I'm in touch mm -hmm. with my meditations. I'm in touch with myself. I journaled a lot. I wrote down a lot about myself mm. uh, and things that I was going through. And at that time, it was also, though it was really revealing, it was also one of the darkest place because I had to come face to face, eye to eye with my darkness. And so when you're filled with that darkness, it mm -hmm. just feels like the edge is very close. And when you're <laughs> suicidal, one thing about people who are suicidal, the edge is very clear. You were suicidal, Charles? Oh, I was suicidal. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that because I'm not there anymore. But at that time, I was definitely suicidal. My first ever attempt was back in 2019. My last attempt was 2021. What were those thoughts? What what was driving you that? Like what thoughts drove you to even think think about that? I mean, think about you you were in a place that everyone would have killed to be in. Yeah, and, and, and right, I think, right, I think this right, is the right. thing. I mean, you're this right. is the question about um, you know, people like celebrities and people who everybody thinks are doing well and all of a sudden they take their own lives. Like what drives people like Robin Williams, Kate Spade? Yeah. yeah. Um Kurt you Cobain. know, I, the list, it's a long list. Kurt Cobain, it's a long list. Can you can you shed some light for us who are just scratching our heads and why why? Um, I think it's desire. You know, I I think a lot of people for me, for me at least, it was it was the knowing that there was no fulfillment past desire. Um, how do I put this? People desire for things. People desire for a quality life. People desire for more money. People desire for a healthier life. People desire for all these things. And because of desire, it becomes a motivation that then turns into a purpose. And then that purpose then becomes your life. And then once you actually hit that milestone, you say, what's next? I can't okay. tell you how many times there's been times where I hit a milestone. And immediately there's this for people who are watching this that have hit a lot of milestone in their life, you know what I'm talking about, where there's this immediate sense of, is this okay, it? Now what? Yeah, is this it? Okay, now what? What's next? And to me, the reality is 17 until 25, that's eight years of my life. It kind of came fast. To give you some yeah. context, I yeah. was making 60000 my first year, being mm -hmm. at 17, and then I graduated to another seven so seventy thousand that's, that's usd in in what year how old, what year were you 17 years old uh 2012 yeah 2012 and then um i became one of the youngest senior vice president in my second company at 19 mm -hmm. and i was in that company for two and another two years and then i came into the insurance industry made six figure mm -hmm. my first year, became a director my first year, qualified for all these elite trips, super trips, never missed all the stuff. Yes. All the, all these things. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, like I'm living the high life, mm -hmm. right? Quote unquote, the high life women. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a playboy or anything. I'm not palaquero or anything, but, but women was definitely. <laughs> but I. Babaero naman, babaero. Oh, babaero, there you go. I don't babaero. know. Babaero. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what that means. Okay, see, I'm I okay. My bad, my bad. All my good, bad. It's all good. <laughs> but that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that yeah. there was a point where, huh, man, 
is that it? Mm. But that's why in 25, uh, 26, around that time, I really started noticing who are my real friends, who mm. are the people that will be there for me and will want to remain consistent. Because I think all of us can relate to this. Older we get, the smaller the circle gets. And the smaller the circle <laughs> gets, you start to realize like you have to start early. Like you have to start early finding your circle quick because you'd mm -hmm. rather find your circle now than later when you're 50, 60, you've accomplished everything, but you have no one to share it with. <laughs> mm. I don't want that. Cause like, for me, it's not about, am I going to be successful at 50, 40? I'm like, yeah, I am. It's not a question. It's more like, sure. it's more like, okay, am I going to be able to share it with other people? So that's the question. Cause then, cause then it's not successful. Right. I, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I guess success means different things to different people. I guess when you're when you're struggling with something that you don't have, that that thing that you don't have is success. And so, yeah, well, I got to say uh, mm -hmm. success is definitely fruitful, um, but there's a plateau whenever you don't consider other people, because when you don't consider other people, whether if mm -hmm. it's you providing for them, well, most of the time it's you have to be the one to provide something to get fulfillment out of it. To get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah. have to provide value, I guess. Yeah. If, if you serve yourself, it's pleasure. If you serve others, it's fulfillment. Mm. I like that. Uh, like, yeah. Um, so tell, bring us back really quick. So found yourself in a dark place. How'd you crawl out? One by one. Um, I crawled out. It's a really weird, but I really okay. believe that the mind and the body is separate. Okay and um the mind they are they are <laughs> and the mind um works in thoughts and the body works in feelings and mm. when you're anxious right you're anxious or you're depressed mm -hmm. you're getting you're receiving two types of signals one from your mind and one from your body okay. now by nature i'm a person that operates in the mind more than the body so my <clears throat> my first line of duty to serve myself was to understand my thoughts mm. around that time in 2021 i studied nlp nlp okay for neurolinguistic programming. programming yes That's right here it mm -hmm. is and i started understanding the pattern the the language patterns that i have for my mind and simultaneously with other folks and how they speak so i catch it right away now so i started studying my mind and then the next thing i started studying was my body what do i mean by body the body means that when I'm anxious, why is it that my cortisol level goes up? My, right. my cortisol level goes up because my mind is creating this story that I'm being chased by a lion, mm -hmm. for example. And that lion could be Your amygdala. Amygdala, <laughs> right. That's right. Right. And because of that, my body starts to tense up. There would be mornings. There would be countless mornings, I would tell you, that, I, that my mind would already be thinking 10 thoughts in five seconds the minute i wake up and then what made it worse when i was drink this coffee filled <laughs> with sugar dutch bros coffee it's like oh 50, boy 30 grams to 50 grams of sugar that gets me amped up oh my god and it felt so nice but again alcohol plus dutch bros coffee on a on a week-to-week -week basis could do <laughs> something to your mental for sure so long story short meditation was um, the practice for my body. I started doing um, retreats. I started mm -hmm. going on. Um, 
uh, spiritual retreats with groups, um, mm -hmm. sound healing, a little bit mm -hmm. of um, um, plant healing, and a little bit of uh, what do you call that? Uh, um, therapy as well, group therapy. So mm -hmm. those were the things that I really needed to experience to get out of myself to get to know myself. Um, uh, so that's how I crawled myself out from it. Um, it's still a work, uh, it's still a daily experience, but I got to tell you, life has changed a year, like a year and a half ago, for sure. Like today, everything is different today. Everything is clear. Everything is, um, purposeful, intentional. I love hearing that. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. Uh, how, how was that with your, uh, tell me, tell me, tell me. I just want to say, uh-huh. Success is definitely different this time because success is now towards others. Uh, versus versus hitting a goal that was set by someone else and doing what you're told. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. Can I ask you real quick what that was like with your, how did you, what did you tell your Filipino parents who we just don't have a whole mm. lot of education. There's this the stigma. There's a what is wrong with you? You have X Y Z. How could you possibly? You know where I'm going with that. I do. Uh, you know, <laughs> me, like I've had many moments in, since my depression that my mm -hmm. mom would just not understand. There would be moments where she'd try to understand. Yeah. Um, she'd comfort me physically, but there's always a. A plateau of how much she really understands sure until one night there was this book that i was reading what fucking book was that sorry for my language what book was that but there was a book that i made her read with me okay um and in this book it stated that it was an author on that book that created a letter to show to whoever is going through that to share mm -hmm. to their loved ones so that people who are depressed who doesn't know how to express it can have their loved ones read that letter instead. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I made my mom read it. We obviously both cried to each other. <laughs> it was one of those beautiful moments. So mm -hmm. to me, it was um, finding an outlet for me to be able to get to my mom and my dad mm -hmm. so that they're aware of what I'm going through without me having to butcher my words. Because if they ask me, I'll just be an emotional blob. I'll just be like, because hey, nothing is working. How do you verbalize? Me. I mean, how do you how even do you ver verbalize that? We're not taught to express We're that. We're, We're not. not taught to express that. We're not. Definitely not. So I was smart enough to just kind of, okay, here's a letter that I found someone that can do it for me. And then mm -hmm. I'll get from there. That was the beginning. This was back in 2021. That was the beginning. And um, that's why I feel so free. Like there's this. There's this freedom that I'm just telling people, yeah, I was depressed once, I was suicidal once, but I, I'm not there anymore at all because I'm at peace with it. As a matter of fact, today is my strength. Today, it's, it's, what, it's what I use as, a, as a, a gift bag to give to people, right? Um, it's a beautiful thing. It is. It really <laughs> is. So what, what's my advice to people going through this who yeah. have parents that may not understand? Because most don't, unless you've been through it, how could you possibly? It's it's and it's such a strange thing to observe from a third person perspective. It is. How what you mean? Get a snap out of it. Let's let's go. Let's go. Oh, what is the most common one? Let's drink it off. Oh, oh 
Well, let's drink Bote it lang yan. Bote lang katapat yan. Like, oh. you know, all these things. Let's get some ice. Oh, hunger. Let's go get some ice cream. Oh, let's go, Um, you know. Basically feed into the bad habits. All of the things, you know, bodily pleasures. Seeking bodily pleasures to distract the mind. Yeah, yeah. Right? As if that's going to do it. Yeah, it's not going to do it. No. <laughs> My biggest advice is number one, like look for a community. Because mm -hmm. that's what helped serve me was... Um, looking for a community that understood where I was at. Okay. Um, that's the first. Second, so look for a community that understands what you're going through so you have someone to share it with. So there's Facebook, are there Facebook groups? Are there, there I mean, because the different kinds of resources for different, you know, this 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 show lands in many different places. There you are know people what, that me? have the resources you did. There are people that do not, that still yes. have to keep going to work. So see, the resource for me was not just joining community on Facebook. The resource for me was actively asking people how they were. Mm. Because for me, if I'm going to find my community, I don't want to just join. I'd actually like find someone that I can meet eye to eye and ask them, how are you? Like, are you okay? How you've been mm -hmm. dealing so far with this? Because if you're dealing with that, I'm sure I can probably relate. And let me tell you what I've been dealing as well. Because to me, it starts with that. Like, I just don't want to join a community to post something and see people comment. Nah, for me, let's go back into the eye to eye connection. That's number one. Number two mm -hmm. was also take the time to study where you're at. If you don't mm. study where you're at, you're never going to know where you can be. That's the second study where you're at. Ask yourself, what is it that you want? What is it that's that you hate? What is it that you love? What is it that really you haven't? put on a piece of paper data dump that's what i'm trying to say data okay. dump the third third would be find your spirituality not in a okay. not in a religious context but i would say find your spirituality in a sense that how do i put this that there is a sense of purpose that is beyond you mm -hmm. but you can't find that until you find you it's almost fascinating because i've always thought it was rara bs when people say no i love myself okay today francis hmm. i love myself like i can confidently say i love myself and that's why i can share it to others with a smile and love them back. So it's very weird to finally see some people eye to eye, which is very minimal group of population, like Hermie, for example. I could actually mm -hmm. look Girlfriend. at him and, and, yeah. and really see that he is genuine. Mm -hmm. he, is, he is happy. He loves himself. But you can't get there until you don't get to know yourself. I see. Yeah. So that's a wonderful. But yeah. so Charles, thank you for sharing that with us. And, you know, um, cause there's, I'm, I'm hoping that this, uh, this show reaches whoever needs to hear it. Um, but you know, let's, let's talk real quick about some happy stuff. What, what, yeah. What's keeping you busy now, now that you've found yourself in your, you're, you're out of that dark place and you're, you know, continuing to be a work in progress. Yeah. Um, what's keeping you busy these days? Um, where, where are you now? Like, you know, what's, what's, uh, give us a, a happy, 
there is no happy ending, but there's an epilogue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm in a place right now where business is definitely thriving, which is mm -hmm. good. Um, I just opened up my first office a few months ago. Beautiful. So that's two. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, I don't, I don't by really, the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's weird because I am having fun with work. Mm -hmm. Like I really am having fun with work and challenges, but mm -hmm. it's not the end all be all anymore. Mm -hmm. It's uh it's a it's a task I'm willing to just accomplish with my best. But the other things that I'm really have definitely changed was my health. My health mm -hmm. was something that I took for granted for years because my excuse was I was young. I'm still young today at 29, still, but still I've definitely felt the other side where I'm not healthy. And I didn't want to be there anymore. So I work out every day religiously. You're going to start feeling it more. <laughs> the hormonal changes as hormonal you get a little changes, bit older. Yeah. It's just not the same. Well, what you know, it's funny. is like that's, that's where really I started also taking supplements and, and, and things to really support the micro chemicals in my body that needs to be supported. Sure. Um, so I take real pleasure on taking care of my health. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it sounds too so boring, but those are really the two things that I'm really having fun with. Those mm -hmm. to me are happy moments. Um, I think what's also makes me happy is when I see happy people who are also getting healthy or already healthy. Mm -hmm. um, it just adds more to the soul for me. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So you, you mentioned a little bit you, you uh, a little bit earlier to me um before we started it off that you were doing some coaching you were you were helping people live better lives and uh oh design your life yeah <laughs> tell yeah, me a little, tell me a little bit about that yeah so i'm also a life coach by profession mm -hmm. um, i have us i graduated back in 2016 and then i retook it again with 2019 with john maxwell mm -hmm. and so so are you a certified john maxwell uh coach yeah yeah, awesome. okay. yes, I am. But I'm not practicing it as a private thing. It's more something that I use as supplemental with the business that I run. Mm. Right. So coaching is in my blood because coaches were the reasons why I was able to elevate right away. I always mm -hmm. tell people I've had three coaches in my life. The first one was the first person to coach me how to get over sales humps and the psychology mm -hmm. behind sales. Okay. The second mentor was the first one to teach me about how to give your money to others. Hmm. And also, yeah. I'll take some. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the set, the third one and the last one was the one that balanced both, where oh, he knows yeah. how to make a sale mm -hmm. and he gives a lot back to the other people as well. Like it is just there's just this sense of um harmony that this person has. So mm -hmm. Coaching has been in my blood and I want to be that for others as well. Um, I mainly coach in psychology. Um, I mainly coach within the realm of habits and behaviors mm -hmm. and how that controls our mind that then duplicates into our body and how to get out of that. There's a great book called um, How to Break the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm. Yes. It's a life-changing book that you definitely should check out. Okay. And um it's 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 where he talks about how the mind operates and how the body operates. Wow. That's the, the simple terms, that's how I kind of want to put it. 
Yeah. So that's the main focus on what I do in coaching. Wow. So Charles, tell us how people can reach you if they might. Are, are you taking in coaching clients? I absolutely am if they want you to. Are. Okay. How do people reach you and um if they would, you know, like to explore that? Sure. With you? So I know we have mixed audience, so I'll give out my business phone number first. <laughs> <laughs> or if you can give an email or a social media handle is perfectly fine as well. Okay. Because um, not everyone not everyone will be able to reach you yeah. over um um on your phone number. Sure. So you is can reach yeah. Yeah. So you can reach me at charlesinko at gmail.com. Okay. And or you can follow me on Instagram and DM me at Charles mm -hmm. underscore. And that's it. It's just my name, first name, last name, underscore, and that's it. Honestly, I'm not I don't charge. I really invite people to just have a conversation with me. I'm an open, I should say uh, I'm an open man. I'm not an open book per se. I'm an open man uh, when mm -hmm. it comes to just having a conversation and being able to guide you. But if you want to take it more in a serious note, then obviously that's where other conversation starts. And on that top on the topic of being an open man, he is ladies. He's taken. So <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you, but uh, but uh, this handsome young gentleman is taken. Um, <laughs> so, Thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you, Charles, because um, you're gonna get some weird emails. <laughs> I hope not. No, probably not. But anyway, Charles, thank you so much for spending your evening with me. I, I I really appreciate the time and you know just you being vulnerable with me and the rest of the world on yeah. this platform. We could use more vulnerability. People would just connect more. Yeah, yeah for real. So, and uh, thank you for inviting me as well into you know your amazing show, and I can't wait to see it grow. I love the fact that you're ha having your voice finally in front of an audience. <laughs> Thank um, you, Charles. Yeah. And, oh, wait, one last thing before before we go. Because yes. um, I know people are going to ask, do you speak Tagalog, Charles? Of course. You can't. You can't. You can't. But sometimes I say barok. Barok. Is that what it is? Okay, barok. Ang ubo, mabilis lumala. Kaya dapat agapad. Dapat New Solmix Advanced Syrup. May two-time zinc para ang ubo, imbis na lumala, tulungang mabilis mawala. New Solmix Advanced Syrup. Yuninab yan.
Ang 40D, tumutulong patibayan ng vital organs, iwas sakit sa puso, at iba pang sakit. 